live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome on in. You are listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. I'm your host as always, Will. Gonna have my awesome co-host back here. It's been a little convenient for him. He hasn't been on since the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, oh. Steven Spiller back on. Yeah. Man, Steve. It's hey, been, man, a, been I, a minute. I picked you guys, so I wasn't in hiding. You can thank my wife. Uh, she had some stuff for me to do. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to make it. But I'm back, and I'm here for my buddy to to have his day you know it's been i think we i've done about three shows now um since you've been here and i think every single week i've taken a minute out of the show to bask in the glory that is patrick mahomes and my kansas city Chiefs. so hey i'm I'm gonna say the silence are you gonna just no just basking about it i just i just i just have other people tell me how great my team was and how great they did so yeah yeah yeah. you know what we'll we'll save that for a little bit later on well i want to first off i want to apologize because at the beginning of the year, I said your defense was trash. Mm, uh, I that's said right. the acquisition. I'm man, I'm a, hey, man. I, I got I admit, some stats you know, for you from hey, previous shows here. You know, we can talk about hey, how great they were. We're very good friends. So for my very good friends, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll you know I'll uh, talk about things that I said that were that obviously wasn't true. Not that I lied, but I was just wrong. So uh-huh. when you're wrong, you know. I told you they had turned that corner. They I'm, turned the corner. Um, I, I want to say the first team I think ever to win every single playoff game on comebacks, right? Every single playoff game I, I don't know if they're the only ones, but I mean, it's I would be shocked. Be, I would be shocked, to especially by Bowl? double digits. They were down yeah. double digits in to every single Bowl? game. Yeah, we got to fact check that, but I, I'm gonna go on record to say I'm the first person to realize that, um, <laughs> and uh, I'm the first person to acknowledge it. So yeah. So basically, you're the, you're the greatest sports taker for, or guy that has the best sports take of all time. So I won't go that far because I'm. It's you're, early you, in my you career. You know, your your quarterback is no longer the goat. So now you got to take. So you got to take the see goat now, over. See now, see now. This is gonna be a friendly conversation, <laughs> and now you have to just turn it ugly. Okay. <laughs> All right. What did uh, Troy Eggman say? He needs more rings. Oh man. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit later on. I'm gonna get some of your thoughts. Like I said, I'm gonna bask in the glory while you just tell me how great my Kansas City Chiefs are. Oh man, we got other stuff going on. We in do. The we do. We do. There's a lot of other stuff. <laughs> hey, Rockets, you haven't been here since they've un- unveiled the small ball lineup. Yes. Got to talk about that. Yeah. Astros, man, just. The last three weeks, it's just been one thing after another with them. I've had a few takes these last couple weeks. I'm going to get your thoughts okay, on good, what good. you thought about okay. that. And then NFL, man, we got to talk about your boy Brady, where he's going. I mean, it's I mean, it's the biggest news in the NFL world right now. So, yeah, yeah. got a lot of stuff. But, hey, we're going to start off right now. I'm going to start with this. So, I'm going to take you back okay. to the, before the season started with the Rockets. Okay. One thing we didn't really talk about with the Rockets. Rockets make the big trade for Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. They give up the first-round picks. They trade Chris Paul. They get Russell Westbrook. Yeah. One thing we don't talk about. There is no way that you can convince me at this point that Daryl Morey wanted to trade for Russell Westbrook. Think about it. Russell Westbrook is the complete anti-Daryl Morey you know, guy, prototypical yep. guy, oh, yeah. all-time horrible three-point shooter, uh-huh. turns the ball over like crazy, doesn't mm-hmm. fit the Rocket system at all. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of theories on what went into that Harden going to the team well, thing. I, I can give you one. Huh. Harden didn't like CP3. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I and mean, Harden that's, said, "Go get my guy." He went. To, was, he went above to uh, yeah. above Maury. Went to Tillman and said, "Go get my guy. Go get my my guy Russell." Yeah. So. 
at that point, I mean, it, you know what? He probably told them at one of the baseball games, or, yeah, yeah, or that they go to do together. That I never see Maury at. I just see Tillman and uh, and his guys. So exactly. Yeah. Now, now, granted, Maury has never come out. Maury's been the the perfect GM when it comes to this. He's never come out there said that there's been Except any, any issue. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, I don't blame him for that. Yeah, I get you. I, get you. I mean, but it's a tease. But for but for the Westbrook thing, he's always made it look like he that was something he was a fan of. But so let's start with this. This had to be his plan all along. And when Maury realized, I'm going to have to give up these picks, I'm going to have to get Russell Westbrook because that's what I'm going to have to do to make Harden happy and make my owner happy. Uh, so this is something that had to be on his mind the entire year, going to the small ball lineup. Because, Stephen, this has absolutely unveiled the best version of West Russell Westbrook I think we've ever seen. I mean, it's without a doubt the best he's played since his MVP year, at least. I, I, I definitely agree. And I was talking to a, a buddy of mine. He's a huge Westbrook fan. And um, I was telling them the opportunity now that the Rockets have is to – they can rest him. OKC never had the opportunity. People forget mm-hmm. Russell, Russell's been, what, 12 years in the league? How long? I mean, it's been a long time. And, and what nonstop. Because he, he, he was there the year after the uh, – or the first year in Oklahoma City. He was like the first yes. pick in yeah. Oklahoma, as right, an right, Oklahoma right, City right. Thunder. Because KD was there for Supersonics last uh-huh. year, and then he was there yep. for – yeah. So, I mean, he's been there. He's been playing at a high level, fast-paced – his style for forever so i mean he needs that rest and so he's able to get it they're able to bounce off each other if, if harden has to sit due to injury because he doesn't like to sit but if harden likes to sit due to injury then westbrook's got it mm-hmm. if westbrook has to sit for rest or injury then harden's got it and the great thing about it is they're still winning they haven't they haven't really taken heavy losses yeah and they're choosing the right games to do it obviously mm-hmm. new york knicks right yeah so except uh, for that suns game that they got throttled in the but well, that was like that was off of a I think a high energy win still in, a new yeah, team uh-huh. coming off the win against the Lakers so mm-hmm. I mean and the Suns have done that to everybody this year mm-hmm. Suns they, did they've caught they did that to the card, Clippers yeah. I, I, I don't think they did it to the Lakers yet yeah. But I mean, they could before the season's up. So. They, they, they've got they've got weapons for sure that they can yeah. do it. So um, you know, I mean, at this point, uh, Rockets what nine nine of eleven with or nine wins out of eleven games with the small ball. The, the there's a couple anomalies in there. The Utah Jazz get that final uh, that final shot uh, to win the game, and then of course the Suns game, like we talked about, but Russell wasn't in there. So you know, I, the one thing I, I'll say about the small ball, people want to talk about why it's working or whether it's going to work or not. I got a couple thoughts on that. I mean, I think. The first thing that I, I've said the last couple of weeks is people are saying there's no precedence whatsoever for this Rockets small ball lineup to work, and that, that's why people are convinced it's not going to work in the playoffs. But, you know, I, I brought this up to Devin and Evan, the Spurman and Menace they were on, you know, kind of mm-hmm. took your place for, for a couple of weeks. Oh, so, okay. Okay. I'm sorry yeah. you had to go through that. Um, shout out to Evan in Puerto Rico real quick. Can, Evan you get in engaged? the PR. You know, oh, sorry. he is? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, did she we, say yes yet? I don't know. We we haven't talked to him. And well, hopefully he ain't listening to. Should they not listen to the show together? No, he 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 broke it on the show last week before they even went. He was like, yeah, I guarantee you, she doesn't listen to the show. So I'm going to tell everybody out there I'm getting engaged. Oh. Like, I was like, bold move there, Cotton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, anyway, um, if uh, you know, so with the Rockets. The, the one thing I've mentioned to them this last couple these last couple weeks is you've you've looked in the past for precedence when it comes to the Rockets whether or not the small ball lineup is going to work but I think back on this and I asked them too the same question I said what is the what is the scariest lineup that we've seen at least in our lifetime now granted we we've only been on this earth 26 years we've only seen a certain uh, a certain number of teams play in a certain number of lineups out there but 
I look back to it in the last in the scariest lineup that we've seen in the last few years for me at least is the Golden State Warriors. The last couple of years you had the death the lineup of death or as it was called. So you had KD, Draymond, Steph, Clay Thompson, um, you know Sean Livingston before KD got out there. But that was that was the original version of small ball, and that was the crunch time lineup that you saw go out there and win championships or at least two championships uh, against the Cavaliers. So I just I look at I look at the Rockets at this point, and for people to say that this small ball lineup isn't going to work, I just think that we have precedence at this point. And moreover, we're looking at it this year, and I think the biggest thing that this has shown me is it's not so much small ball as much as it is the Rockets going all in on their superstars and putting their superstars in the best possible position to win the game, and not you know succumb- succumbing to the. Uh, you know, prototypical starting five with a big center out there. I mean, you look at what Milwaukee's doing out there. You know, they've surrounded Giannis with shooters and they've cleared the lane, let him go attack the basket, much like the Rockets are doing with Russell Westbrook. So mm. my my two points overall on this one, and I'll give it to you, is that to say small ball isn't going to work and there's no precedence, I think I think that's that's unwarranted. I think there's been, you've seen the small ball, you've seen it work with the with the Warriors, and I know you're going to talk about KD being seven foot, but at the same time, it's still a, a version of small ball. And the fact is they did what they needed to do. They got their two superstars exactly what they needed to to thrive at the best possible position. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with you that it can work. The reason why I believe it can work is the year of, dominating centers are over mm-hmm. i mean so if Shaq was out there still playing at a high level i mean you even guys, then you guys would know but, but even, even that would cause trouble for Shaq. well no it wouldn't because on the defensive side well yeah well, I mean, on the I'm, defensive side Shaq was athletic i'm not talking about laker Shaq. i'm talking about orlando Shaq. okay okay orlando yeah. Shaq was athletic yeah he's running down there with penny throwing alleys i mean okay i get your even, i get your even point early though. la i'm not before la split even mm-hmm. early he was athletic so it wouldn't work but there's no shacks out there mm-hmm. there's no hakeem's out there there's no i mean the the, the most you're going to get to is like a lamarcus aldridge who has post moves but other than that you're not even going to see him in yeah, the playoffs. You're not even i see mean him. anthony davis i mean he could cause anthony problems davis but they've shown that they can do something against him yeah and he uh, overall i mean i'm going to go out on a limb and say oh, anthony davis as a post as an offensive post guy, a little overrated. I mean, a lot of people. Okay, I mean, he's. I, I mean, he plays better I, I, away from the basket, that. in my opinion. I, I definitely won't argue that. So when, when I when I take a look at it, um, they have the talent. Uh, those defensive acquisitions that were silently picked up, mm-hmm. Demar Carroll and uh, Jeff Green, Jeff, Jeff Green, Green, microwave I mean, right there. Yeah. Yes. So who? So now Harden and Westbrook don't have to guard mm-hmm. a LeBron, a Kawhi, a Paul George. They can find someone else to guard, which is what made Steph great. He didn't mm-hmm. have to guard Westbrook. I mean, he would get in front of him a couple of times, but you got Sean Livingston guarding him, or you had Iguodala guarding him whenever they go up against OKC in those games. So they don't have to extend effort more on the defensive side, which we don't want them to because they would get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can focus more on the offense. Um, when you talk about Giannis, Giannis reminds me of the Orlando Magic that got to the championship but lost to Kobe's Lakers. If you mm-hmm. remember, Dwight was literally – couldn't shoot. That's a good didn't comparison. Didn't have a post yeah. move. Yeah. Super athletic. Had shooters around him. Mm-hmm. That's what Milwaukee has. So the problem, the reason why I don't think Giannis, without someone else, will, will win a championship. I think someone has to get hurt for it to happen. The way 
you know, I, I love my boy Kawhi, but yeah. people got hurt and and people weren't available. Oh man, uh, you're lucky you're saying this with Chuck not on the air. Hey man, I, look, but but the thing is, I was with him before that. Okay, I okay. was I was look it, it, to, to quote Drake, I was with him shooting in the gym. <laughs> so when he was in San Antonio, I said he had talent. To you were on this. the MVP bandwagon I, I, that year yeah. with Hart when it came down to Harden versus Kawhi. I, I mean, can even say I was, I was super early. I, think, I can yeah. even say I was super early, maybe a little too early, right? Uh-huh. But uh, but anyway, to go back to what you were saying. Uh, the reason why I don't think Milwaukee will be able to win a championship because, man, it's very hard for those shooters to stay hot. We've even seen that with the best backcourt with Golden State. So you think that's going to be problematic for the Rockets too? Because, I mean, they're similarly constructed it teams. It can be, but this is the thing. Harden can get to the basket. Westbrook can get to the basket. Eric Gordon gets to the basket. Those three guys that can drop mm-hmm. 30 in, at any night. So, so that's the great thing about it. And you don't have to force feed anything to Capella. I mean, he's not a defensive liability mm-hmm. if somebody goes small on you. More more than likely, teams are going to have to switch mm-hmm. to, to to combat what you're doing and defend it. So, because most guys don't have a big to that's really dominant mm-hmm. that can go out and score forty. Yeah. Right now, if you're going up against Embiid with Philly, then yeah, but he's on the East and he's probably not going to get there. No, yeah, I mean so, the injury to Simmons is going to is going to probably so it, take them out of the true championship contender at this point. Yes. Well, we talked about well. It either can take them out of championship contention or we're going to see a trade coming up. They talked about that. I I think that they're going to get a split over there, but that's another show for another time. But back to the Rockets, we talked about this earlier on this year. This is the most parity we've seen in probably the last decade. It's great. It's wonderful. It's It's wonderful. So the Rockets can get hot in the playoffs. Utah could get hot in the playoffs. I don't think they will because Mm-mm. Mike Conley's not working. The They've way gotten exposed. We we started the the what do you want to call it the exposition of the yeah. <laughs> of the of the Jazz at this point. But right. yeah, I'm with you on a lot of the on a lot of these points. I mean. You know, I, I'm still a believer in Milwaukee. Just a quick side note on that one. I, I just I don't see anybody in the East that's going to be able to st- step in their way. I will say this though. I mean, even in the All Star game, you watch that the the way Giannis it seems to have struggle getting buckets in the last you know two or three minutes of the game. I know All Star. You know, obviously they didn't have the time fourth quarter, but that's going to be problematic when they run into teams. I think from the West, whether it's the Lakers, Clippers, Rockets. Real quick on that. R.I.P. to Kobe. He said it best about Harden when Harden was doing all this Giannis type stuff, with obviously without the dunking, mm-hmm. but he was doing all this scoring. In the playoffs, they're able to key on you. Mm-hmm. So if your knockdown shooters aren't hitting those shots, if you don't got a guy that can score 30 on your team consistently, like uh, Kawhi had with Siakam, he had a guy that was, was he, he wasn't known as that mm-hmm. guy because he's early on his career, but he was a guy that can come and he can average 25. Giannis is going to need two more guys to average 20-plus points for him to win a championship. If he doesn't get that, then then he's going to need a lot of injuries to win, and I don't think that's going to happen because there's too much parity, like I say, on the other side of the, uh, of the West. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, – I, I won't disagree with you there. I just – I don't look at anybody in the East, and I don't. There's nobody in the East that I'm saying that Milwaukee should lose to. I mean, you look at the East. Who is going to guard? Who do they have there that's going to be able to guard Giannis? Well, it's it's schemes will guard Giannis. It's not so much a player that will guard Giannis. They stopped doing going one on one in the '90s. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be schemes that stop that that stop Giannis. But there's no teams. If KD was there, then yeah, it'd be Brooklyn because mm-hmm. Brooklyn has the talent. But you know you don't have you don't have a two superstar team anymore mm-hmm. in the east i mean is there one let's think i don't i don't know i mean well, boston boston i mean you could say but kemba's got the knee injury now i mean yeah. tatum is taking this game to a whole nother right. level but i mean kemba's got the knee injury mm-hmm. i mean philadelphia i mean you look at nah, simmons has got the injury and i mean i mean uh Giannis has, has shown an ability what? to completely dominate I, I, simmons i take that so. back because philly scored i think 115 points last night in 
Embiid and uh, Simmons were out. Mm-hmm. So I forget they signed, they got Horford still, and they got a uh, which has been which a I don't bad see him fit. As, yeah, he's been see him, a bad fit. I don't see him as a superstar yeah. anymore, but uh, for that team. But uh, what's what's that that young man they signed? Uh, the the young guy. I know they have a rookie. Well, I not can, young man, but yeah. but you know what I'm talking about. The guy they signed when they when they let Jimmy go. Uh oh yeah, from uh Philadelphia, the two way guy. Um, oh, I can't think. He, of his he name. got traded from uh, uh, from Miami. I'm sorry. No no no. You're thinking of the guy from Miami. He's a two way player. I can't think of his name. No no. Uh, no. He got traded from the Clippers to to um to L A. I mean, oh, to, 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 oh, you're uh, talking about to Tobias Philly. Harris. Tobias Harris, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, he's a guy that can score 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I just don't think they can beat they can beat uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, going back going back to the Rockets, I mean, I think the the Rockets are a similar team to Milwaukee, at least this way the way that they're constructed. I mean, going back to it, I mean, we've seen the way that this has completely unlocked Westbrook. I mean, it's cleared everybody out. He's made a commitment to attack the basket. I mean, you look at it before the small ball. He was already averaging 14 points in the paint, which I think was fourth best in the NBA. Now he's already up to tw- almost. 21 points in the paint which is number one in the NBA and I think by a pretty good margin at that point at that so I think I think we've seen the the small ball the way that it's unlocked as I said the best the best possible situation for our superstars I mean you had the number one and two isolation players in all of basketball so they're clearing it out they're giving these guys space I mean Harden he can make the pick and roll work with Capella and stuff but at the same time it seemed like that was forced a little bit so you have to give props to Daryl Morey and what this Rockets team they were halfway in on small ball and they just went went full in real quick on what you're just saying the same thing that he was doing with Capella I saw him do with Russell Mm -hmm. Westbrook (laughs) Russell Westbrook skied and then slammed that ball uh, Uh behind Gobert so you, oh, you, you don't you don't need Capella, and I feel like a fool because we were all kind of like, oh, we'll just pay him, and I'm like, oh man, I feel so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's the best. It, Maury made the best out of the situation that he was handed. Right, right. I, I because at the time, hindsight 2020. Now Westbrook is here, uh-huh. but for CP3, a big athletic big does exactly. Work. So okay, we're not as stupid anymore. Backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I'm just saying that we've seen we've seen Maury make the best of his situation uh, with small ball, and I think this is something that he had in the back of his mind uh, the entire time that he or once he knew that the Rockets were going to get Westbrook, and I mean, I think that we were we were. Or it, I, I think that was something he was forced into. Yeah. I, I think one side note: it is kind of it is kind of frustrating though when you look back and you think about the trades that the Rockets made. The two trades they've essentially traded Clint Capella and uh, Chris Paul for Robert Covington, Russell Westbrook, and uh, of course they've had to give up all the uh, first round picks that they've had to give up at this point. But let me ask you: um, it's worked the, out in their the favor. Mo- well, the, but the money that they were paying uh, Capella, what happens with that? Well, I mean, I think I, I, I mean, I think that with them getting Covington, because I think Covington had a relatively new contract. So, I mean, the, the money matches up. The money matches up. I don't know how many how many years are left on Covington's contract. It, it it's got to be similar though with Capella at least to make to make mm-hmm. the trade work. So, and I don't see him doing anything in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No, he's been out. He's been out the entire time. He hasn't played. Man. Injury, so Man. I mean, this, this were I mean, the the thing is before the right before they made the trade, I mean, you had that Utah game where they're doing the small ball lineup. Gordon goes out there and puts up fifty, 50 points, points. So yeah. they they it knew may have that, been a revelation for them. Yeah, they they knew it was going to work. But okay, so on the Rockets, we've seen this work, and I have a theory as to why this is working so well. I I was a fan of it, you know. Like I said, they were halfway in, they went all the way in. So I'm I'm a fan of them doing that. 
But uh, let's be realistic. The reason that this is working so well at this point is because, think about it, you're going throughout the NBA schedule. If you're a team like the Lakers or the Clippers, on a nightly basis, you're seeing these normal teams, normal normal center, center out there, things that you can kind of game plan for in a general way. Now, you turn around, you got two days to turn around and face the Rockets, which have a completely different style from everybody else. So it's problematic for these teams that are running throughout the, running throughout the year, uh, seeing regular teams and turning around and facing the Rockets. So it's a very general question. I mean, is this going to work in the playoffs? Because when they get in the playoffs, the first round, it's what, two weeks long. You're going to have a team, you know, right now, if we're looking at first round matchups, they could be facing the Mavericks, could be facing the, uh, the Jazz, could be facing Oklahoma City. That team's going to have two weeks to figure out this Rockets team. I mean, do you believe that this is going to this is going to work in the playoffs? Because they didn't go the whole year with the lineup, it could, it could be to their advantage because of the fact that they went and got some grimy, uh, hardworking guys that mm-hmm. can fit in, in my opinion, anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I believe it'll work. And what's crazy, I mean, I think there's something in this coffee because I'm agreeing with 95% <laughs> of what you're saying today, uh, with the exception of that. It's just true. We just put truth that, serum this, in there. This, this ludicrous uh, 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 patty goat comment. But anyway, oh, anyway, man. I digress. Back to back to basketball, right? So um, they didn't have all year to focus on it, plus those key acquisitions that were after the trade. So mm. it's a brand new team from yeah. the beginning of the year. F- suddenly have some bench depth. Right? Yes, and you got sn- Sneaky. I don't know how much time he'll get in the playoffs, but DeMar Carroll can drop 20. Yeah. And he's a he's a hustle guy. I he's mean, a he, defensive guy. I look at that yeah. pickup and I'm saying, that's who's going to guard Kawhi Leonard. That's who's going to guard yeah. LeBron James. Yeah, and he will happily do it. Now, uh-huh. he'll take he'll take LeBron from 35 to maybe 27, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a two-point game, hey, that, that works in your favor. I mean, yeah. I know there's more points than two points. I'm just saying that's going to that's gonna work in your favor. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. These superstars are going to get theirs. You know, the, the Kevin Durant, uh, Giannis when he gets a shot, but if you stop him from getting inside, it's going to be harder. But these other guys that can shoot, that can score, that can get to the basket, that can create their own plays. If you can get them from 35 points to 27 points, Think about it. Kawhi mm-hmm. averaged what in the finals? Like 35, I think, in the 30s. Mm-hmm. A lot of those games weren't blowout games. Well, no, some of them were blowout games. But if you can take the superstar down and make other guys have to go get those points, that's the key to winning. And I believe that Jeff Green, Damari Carroll, um, I mean, ever, even Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon can play some defense. I think he's a better defensive player than than uh, Westbrook and Harden are. So if you got those three guys coming at at superstars, taking turns, and then you still got guys that are on the Robert bench. Covington, I mean three and D guy. Exactly. I mean that's another guy. I that's mean you gonna... you got about five guys that can just PJ Tucker just go yeah. tap LeBron on the leg yeah. or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> get some fouls, get him to the basket where he's not a high yeah. percentage free throw shooter. That can help you win the game. So I'm very interested to see this playoffs is the most exciting playoffs we've seen in and since since LeBron. First year in Miami, because after that, it was just kind of like a foregone yeah, conclusion. Yeah, that he's going to be there. And yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that the small ball lineup does, and, and we've talked about it in the past, I talked about it a few weeks ago when they first unveiled it, what this is going to do, and I mean, it might not be something that's repetitive for teams, but you look at a team like the Lakers, they're going to see the matchup. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something. It's easier for them to know, like, hey, let's not try and force things. But at the same time, when they see that matchup inside, and they've got Anthony Davis versus P.J. Tucker or Robert Covington, somebody like that, it's I mean, it's going to be human nature. They're going to try and force these play, force the ball into guys like that when they have the mismatches inside, and it's going to cause problems. But that being said, 
So we're looking ahead to the playoffs. Rockets, two games out of the two seed at this point. I, I, first, I mean, Lakers have pretty much got the number one seed locked up at this point. But what is the ideal path for the Rockets going through the playoffs? Is it is it possibly getting that two or three seed, seeing the seeing the uh, Nuggets or uh, may, uh, yeah, probably the Nuggets, I guess, would it, unless the Clippers overtake them in the second round and then the Lakers or Clippers. What is the ideal matchup? Who are the teams that the Rockets want to stay away from? And who are the teams at this point that the Rockets shouldn't? have any problems with I mean I think because Clippers got acquisitions as well I definitely want to stay away from them um so you're more scared of the Clippers than the Lakers at this point I am because of the fact that I feel like they've been hiding something (laughs) we haven't seen their best version they just seem like a team that's won a championship though that's got a championship hangover and they they haven't won anything but I don't think it was like a falsely crowned championship I just they got they went and got the hardest working guys in the league mm-hmm. and put them on one team. That reminds me of the Pistons in 04. Yeah. You know, so it's like if it was if it, if I'm wrong about I think it's 04 if I'm wrong, guys forgive me, but um I, it reminds me of the Pistons where they went and got guys that were traveling guys. Uh well, what was it? Uh um uh, uh Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups was a journeyman and then became the MVP. I mean, he came the MVP. So, and then you got Rip Hamilton, and, you know, guys that weren't thought about now Kawhi, yes, because he just came off the championship, but all these other guys, I mean, they were they were calling people washed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys that got traded, you know, you were a part of a if you're a part of a package of five guys traded for one, you're thought you're not thought of as highly. Mm-hmm. So they got chips on their shoulders. And they understand that yes, Kawhi is resting, yes, but this is about the long call. This is about when we get to the playoffs and we're gonna show who we are. And nobody cares if they're the number one seed. Mm-hmm. See, LeBron has to live up to that because he made this move to L.A., which he shouldn't have to. It's just the casual fan, I believe, mm-hmm. that cares what seed he falls into. But that's the difference I see. Mm-hmm. So I, until I see them get knocked out, I'm going to have them as my personal yeah. favorite because they just have so much – grit and grind and things that you need to win a championship yeah and i mean as far as if we're talking i mean clippers are the best defensive team or at least got the most guys that can lock people down from just a one-on-one matchup i mean you go down the court and they you're got gonna six see quiet. guys that can go yeah. guard lebron yeah so i mean I, I agree with you i mean the clippers the the thing that's scary about the clippers is we haven't seen the, them play their best basketball yet i mean we know and what they yes that's and, what i'm saying and, as well. and so whether or not they're going to do that I, I mean i guess it remains to be seen but i feel like we've seen the best version of the lakers at this point we haven't seen that with the Clippers so I'm with you there is something scary there I mean it, honestly if the Rockets can the thing that's scary about the two seed is you've got the Mavericks there looming so I, I honestly like the Rockets there if they can get that three seed first round matchup against the Jazz I mean the Jazz are we're a terrible matchup for the Jazz the Jazz I just don't think can handle handle us and then you go to the second round face the Nuggets and then you let the Clippers and Lakers beat up each, so on each think, other so how do you think we'll do against the Nuggets because they have a true big over there yeah that's going to be interesting I mean the way that Jokic can facilitate things I, I you know I don't know enough about Jokic to say whether or not he's going to be athletic enough to stay on the perimeter and guard the guys that yeah, we need to that's where so you're going to have to get them back that's yeah. going to be the problematic thing but at the same time you know, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is what you said about the Bucks. I mean, the Rockets, their shooters need to knock down shots. Sure, we've got Russell who can go to the lane, make bucket, or you know, uh, create shots. Same thing with Harden. But at the end of the day, it's we're going to live and die with a three like we always have. Well, so, what I would like to see, and I could be wrong, I would like to see Harden and 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 Russell go to the basket more and lead the shooting to other people because. Mm-hmm. 
it's a, I mean, you can do that in pickleball. That's a, that's a, that's a wide open three. Yeah. And so I feel like let that athleticism run that way, especially if you have a team that has a big because you can possibly get that big in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll that'll work for them. But look, when Harden drove to the basket, you got Russell following. So that's a lot. I mean, yeah. there's so much opportunity there, in my opinion, compared to, well, Russell's the only one that drives. Harden shoots, and he goes one for 13. Mm-hmm. And then you end up getting a loss. So, But we haven't seen that since the small ball lineup. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very anxious. To yeah, see what ha- what's gonna yeah, happen. it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, this—I mean, Saturday they got the matchup versus the Celtics, and I mean, if if we're talking about pure matchups, a team that's got uh, exactly what you need to slow the Rockets down, which is length on the uh, and, and wing defenders, uh, athletic guys that can go out there create their own shots. So I think I think Saturday is gonna be a very good litmus test for for this Rockets team, and I mean the way Jason Tatum's playing, it's gonna be must-watch basketball between Tatum versus Russell Westbrook, James Harden. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Yes, I agree. All right, well we got to move on here a little bit. Steven, it, you know, as we said, been three three weeks since you've been on. Man, you've just been getting to sit on the sidelines, not have to get involved in this Astros fight that's going on for, hey, the sanctity of the game and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know what's going on. Everybody out there knows what's going on unless you've been living under a rock. So I'm going to highlight a few things that I've talked okay. about this last okay. few weeks. Spring training kicking off for the Astros. So I'm going to start with this. I'm going to ask you a question. Has it been surprising to you the amount of players that have come out and bashed on the Astros. I mean, you look across to the National League, teams that haven't even faced the Astros during this time, players coming out and turning on the Astros. Is it not at least a little bit surprising that for a players' union that should be together has completely turned on the Astros in the way that they have? No, it's not surprising because they feel betrayed. Really? Yeah, they feel betrayed because... This, so, I, this I isn't think, happening anywhere else, you don't well, think? Well, wait, wait. But this this is why I say they feel betrayed. Because think about the Astros. When I when we started talking about the Astros, they uh-huh. were the darling team coming up, right? Mm-hmm. They were the Cinderella team. They lost and they did it the right way. How many times did people say they did it the right way? I, I mean, yeah, for, for yeah. the most part. I mean, there were things that they, you know, the way they handed out contracts, people kind of had some some eyes. But you're right. They became the they became the MO that what you right. wanted to emulate as yes, a, a, a they team trying to the rebuild. Team. They became the team that basically was like, yeah, man, you know, they did it the right way. This is how you can do it. You trust in your players. Altuve, he came from nothing, and now he's this. And, you know, you got Springer, and, man, he's, you know, look how good he's doing. And then Bregman, he's he's a grimy guy. He He's a fighter. He'll, he don't take no crap. Mm-hmm. And then you find out they're cheating. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. So uh, guys that looked up to those guys, looked up to Altuve the way um, – the way uh, – uh, Big guy with Yankees. Oh, um, Judge and yeah, Judge. Yeah. I mean, so now you you feel betrayed. So you think about it. It didn't happen like that with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because number one, NFL's tighten it a little mm-hmm. more tighten it. Um, it's not so much traditional as baseball is, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why you when you see it in other sports, you don't get the drawback like you did for the Astros. Now, if it was the Yankees that did it, think about. It. To me, I think steroids was probably maybe a little worse. I did. I could. I, you could certainly make that argument. You can make at least the argument. on par. But look who were all the teams that really got caught with steroids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Was Barry Bonds a, a favorite when he got caught? Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, not really. I mean, he, not, not really. a very likable. So guy, the yeah. villain role fit perfectly for him. Mm-hmm. The villain role doesn't fit perfectly for the Astros because they were the nice guys. Yeah. And the night when you find out if that's like if you find out Mister Rogers was cheating on his wife. You're like, what? 
you'd be more mad than the next guy walking down the street doing it because you're like, I don't know that guy, See, but I'll, the Astros had a persona. I'll, I'll disagree with you to a certain extent on that one. Because, uh, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, Mr. Rogers, uh, from all accounts, is a great guy. But mm-hmm. but I think the Rockets, I mean, the Rockets, the Astros can take on that villain role. I mean, uh, well, think, I'm not saying they can't think, take think it, about but it. it was, if we talked about a year, two years ago, when they won a championship, if I had told you, hey, man, they were doing what has come out. He'd be like, oh, no, no way. These guys are hard workers. Maybe, maybe, from, maybe from a cheating standpoint, yes, I agree with you. We as Houstonians so on. But I mean, I'm just saying that the Rock, I mean, the Astros haven't been this media darling for at least the last few years. I mean, think about the Warriors. The Warriors, when they came up, they were the team that, oh, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, Steph Curry, likable guy, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, funny, those guys have fun. But as soon as they start winning championships, everybody outside of Golden State starts turning on. And yeah, I, think that's, only, the, the, I think that's where baseball's at right well, now. What, but they, when did they turn on them? When they got KD. But they were uh, people were still turning on Steph with the shimmy, the 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 mouthpiece sticking out. There were plenty of people, but, but, me included, that were not a fan of the of the well, Warriors. True, but you got you got to remember when the first real instance of the Warriors being loved happened. It didn't happen the year they won the championship. It ha- in my opinion, it happened the year that they went and took it to the San Antonio Spurs, and they didn't win. But they took them. They they were like, oh man, these guys are like the sixth seed, mm-hmm. and they almost beat the Spurs. They were up 2-0. That's when people start falling in love with them. So the love for for Golden State before they became the villain, villains, I want to say, was at least three, four years, and that's a long it, it, time. All in I'm the saying NBA. is, once you get the title, that's when things shift. Okay, right, but right. L- let me get to this. So I had a theory that I that I proposed these last uh-huh. few weeks. I just think it's surprising the way that MLB players have turned on e- on e- on each other at this point. So. You look at it next year, the new collective bargaining agreement is coming up for MLB. So there's a lot of hot topics on this one. The the biggest, the the the, the most insulted person out of all of this, or at least that these players have attacked outside of the Astros, is the is the commissioner Rob Manfred. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's crazy to think that maybe this is a calculated attack from the players going at Rob Manfred to put him in an uncomfortable position right before the new CBA? Because going back to it, I mean, yeah, the Astros, <laughs> the Astros cheating scandal That's was brilliant. way more egregious than anybody else. I, I, I'll give you that. But at the same time, this cheating stuff is going on. It's rampant in baseball. It's always been a part of the game. People trying to steal signs. I mean... I just I, I think it's very surprising the way that players have turned on each other. And I think whether it's the players themselves or maybe it's their agents in the background, somebody forcing this, I think there could be an agenda for these players attacking uh, attacking the Astros and atta- moreover attacking the commissioner right before we get a new collective bargaining agreement. And I just think the Astros are a victim of being the first ones that got caught. Or you're a fan and you're just spitting out very propaganda. Possible. Very, but, very uh, possible. But, but I guess I, I won't disagree with uh, you. But hey, man, this truth serum, I, I agree with you. Your 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 statement there, um, it, it sounds very, very, very believable. So I'm I'm with you, man. I, I'm not arguing with you on that. Man, what is in that coffee? I gotta get. I don't some know. Of I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give me another cup, man, because you know, I, 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 if it's free, I gotta get two, or yeah. I don't feel like I did anything. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, before we move on with the Astros, because we're up against it, I got a lot of other things I want to get to with you. But the one thing I'll ask you, quick, quick yes or no, mm-hmm. uh, maybe expound on it for just a second. This, all this attacking on the Astros. I mean, it's good for baseball. The villains. Yes, it, it it's, is. Gonna, it's gonna be good. It I mean, is. they're in the media, <laughs> but. Do you think this fallout is going to have an effect on their on-field play? I mean, is there any possibility that you think that Altuve, Bregman, guys like this are going to let things like this get in their head? If they're weak, but if 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 they're not, I mean, we'll see. They to me, I would, if I were them, I'd be more more focused on the fact that they lost last year, yeah. and they had an opportunity to win. They were up in Game Seven at home, yeah, and they lost. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, if they just kept Zach Greinke in there in Game Seven, then who knows? Might be singing oh a different gosh. tune, or or at least did you read that article that Chuck? 
uh, put out about the 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 Dodger or about the the cheating not having an effect, or well, you no, talking no. about Garrett Cole? About Garrett Cole. Yeah, he, I mean that that was something that I, I knew was up. If you didn't read the article out there, hear what Garrett Cole had to say. He basically said that he went to AJ Hinch before the game and he said, "I need if I'm coming into this game, I need to be in a good situation. I need to start an inning, so he could he wasn't going to come in the middle of the inning with the bases loaded mm-hmm. and." At the same time, he wanted a lead. So once the Astros lost the lead, it, it, it makes sense now because mm-hmm. you know when when they made the pitching change that was in the middle of an inning, mm-hmm. there was a runner on base. Mm-hmm. And they brought Will Harrison at that point, so Garrett Cole wasn't going to come into that situation. And after he gave up the home run, Garrett Cole not going to come in while they're down in the game. So that makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. It at sounds this point. like he was like, look, if, if I got to come in and I can't win this game, that's going to hurt my yeah, money. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, props to Garrett Cole. He's 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 backing up the Astros because I mean the Yankees the Dodgers you know the one thing I said also Stephen you got guys like Cody Bellinger calling out the calling out the Astros yeah, he was out, trash in yeah, that game <laughs> yeah but think about this Cody Bellinger in 2017 during the World Series he was a rookie yeah. so you're telling me if he was on the Astros team as a rookie he's going to come up during the year he's going to see what's going on he's got people surround him say hey this is the way we do things with the trash man being you think he would have said anything you think he nope. would have been the moral officer to go out there and be like hey guys we got to stop this that's what I think is so surprising about this uh the, this fire situation I was talking to people I was like look you benefited you were there i said and that's the that's the main issue i have with the snitching because you benefited you were there you you got everything that everybody else got then you got out and then you 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 blew the whistle same thing with uh uh you know the the coach that was with the patriots left went to the jets and then benefited he didn't yeah. turn his rings in you know, yeah. you didn't say nothing while you were there, which yeah. would have been the more upstanding thing to do. You benefited, took part in it, got paid, got your ring, and then you left, and then now you want to talk about yeah. it. So I just, that's just that's just me. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of snitches in any case at this point. So I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's gotten he's gotten his you know little 15 minutes of fame or whatever for this, and I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how MLB looks at him. But you know, I I just I, I hope that there's no on field effects. From from this, at least for the Astros, because I mean it it would be very it would be very uh, problematic if they go out there in the first couple weeks of the season and they start slipping up. You see Altuve go 0 for 0 for 10. Uh, Bregman, who notoriously has slow starts of the year, if you start seeing some of that where they have slow starts to the year, I mean the Twitterverse is going to be all over the Astros and it is going to it's going to be a problem. But as long as they embrace the villain role which I think they can do. I think they've got the guys to do it. I think Bregman is the type of guy that kind of says me versus the world type thing. If they can embrace that, it is going to be fun to watch. It is going to be so much fun to watch, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've really, I, I can't imagine a time in the past that baseball has been in the, in the headlines as much as they have before spring training even started or even during spring training as much as it is right now. So it's going to be fun to see. All right, Stephen, we're up against it now, so we got to transition to this real quick. I, I teased it on the opening, so give me, give me. I want to. How much time do I want? I, I want about. I want a good thirty to forty-five seconds. Tell me about your favorite Patrick Mahomes moment. Tell, just give me. Some, tell me about how awesome it was to watch the greatest offense sorry, of all time sorry, going Texas there and fans. win, win sorry, the Super Bowl. Sorry, Texans fans, but that comeback from 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 a. Uh, what 20 was it 24 24 to nothing yeah 24 nothing man i saw him on the sidelines it took me back to uh the championship against the falcons where brady was walking up and down it's about it's about honor it's about respect yeah yeah Uh, so it took me back to that uh man the kid is awesome the kid is special um and we rarely see this early on in someone's career you know we saw a flash of it i'll give it to big ben we saw a flash of a big ben 
uh, but not like this. I not mean, even Big close. Ben, Big Ben in his first Super Bowl. I mean, that was all his defense. That was Heinz Ward. I mean, I don't. I'm not even sure he had a touchdown pass. This is well a true. Whole but but when I say, but it's hard to come in in the most important position and win. You, you get what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. and then they embraced him as a leader. Now, I, like I said, nowhere near the stats. So don't try to. I'm not saying he was better or even mm-hmm. comparable. But if I got to think about a young guy to be able to do that, I mean Brady did it, and then you look at um and Ben did it. Mm-hmm. I mean this 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 guy is awesome. So is that 30 seconds? Do you that, need any more? That's good enough. Okay, that's okay, good enough. Okay. I, I I feel I feel satisfied. I feel satisfied here. So okay. all right, we'll transition on this. You talk about Brady. This is the biggest news of the NFL offseason. I mean, this is the most loaded quarterback free agency class that we've seen. I mean, really, NFL offseason over the over the years has been something boring. This year, not the case at all. So, all right, you heard the news reports. Your guy Brady. It looks like he's prepared to leave the Pats. I didn't believe it was going to happen at this point, but. Steven, it's starting to look like he's he's gone at this point. So let me let me ask you this: Is it becoming a, bo- a case of where both sides, both the Patriots and Tom Brady, are thinking they can do better elsewhere? Well, I think Brady's been pissed since losing that Falcons Super. Bowl. I mean, not the Falcons, the uh, Eagles. Eagles Super Bowl, which he shouldn't have, shouldn't have lost because Malcolm Butler should have been on the field. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just is and and he he expressed an issue with that. Uh, because Malcolm was his guy. I mean, he was a grimy guy. He, he was a hard worker. And somebody who comes from that respects it. Uh, then the A-B situation where they cut him too early, in my opinion. Um, and Brady was like, come on, man. I need help. Like, I'm not freaking Superman. I'm not I'm not Patrick Mahomes, right? Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I can't do it with no help. Then you cut Josh Gordon prematurely. You know, it's like. You, you, you're trying to get ahead of things, and it's like, I'm, I'm the smartest guy in the room, which in most cases I guess he is, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, these things bite you in the butt. And I and because I've been a Pats fan for so long, that's why I was telling Chuck the year that we played, uh, well, the, the Rams Super Bowl, I was like, man, I'm afraid of this guy Belichick because yeah. you never know what he's going to do. Now, granted, he called a great, great defensive game, and they won a Super Bowl, but there's been more times than not when he's done crazy things mm-hmm. where it's cost the Pats. And so, as a fan, man, I ain't going anywhere. Look, my, my motto, I got one wife and I got one team. Okay? So, I don't, I'm not, I'm not respect, going. I respect that, Yeah, man. I'm not going where Brady's going. I wish him the best. I, I hope he does well. But if my pats go up against him, I, I, I hope uh, we get six picks and in, 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 in touchdowns. And, and if Stittman is the quarterback or we go get Rivers, which I hope we don't. Oh, but no. um, it, I, I think, man, I, I, I said this. I wanted to go get uh, Taysom Hill. And I wanted to see what mm. that is. That is interesting. Him. It, it, you know, yeah. I, a side note before I go back on Brady. If, it, you know, what would be a really good combo? So you got Greg Romain, the offensive coordinator out there in. Yeah. Uh, out there in Baltimore. Uh-huh. I'm surprised you haven't seen one of these rebuilding teams. Why not go hire Greg Romain or mm-hmm. throw money his way? Even make him the head yep. coach. Go yep. get Taysom Hill. Yes. See what he can do see with him. See what he can do. Ooh, that would be this, interesting. I mean, because he's like, he's Kaepernick, but he can be receiver. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, when you sign him, you're not going to yeah. have him out there catching passes and, and uh, as much as what he, what he does now with the Saints. But I just think this kid can be something special. Oh, I mean, I agree. He's older, man. He's like about to be 30, oh, I think. Yeah, right? no, he, he's been in the league for a while. I mean, I yeah. remember him back at BYU running all over Texas. I mean, he's been a great player. Exactly. Okay, but we but let, back, back to Brady. Back to Brady. So uh, I think he's, I mean, he's pissed off, man. And every year has been I something new with Belichick. I get that. Back I, to Garoppolo, man. It's every single year. So it's like, dude, I got two years. I'm going to go to a team with some weapons. I'm going to show these guys that if my last two years, if I'm going to walk out of this thing, I'm going to go show these guys. I was I actually good. It wasn't Belichick. I agree. But at the same time, I'm looking at that. So Brady's in, in legacy mode. So if I'm both the Patriots and I'm Tom Brady at this point, 
the best place for him to win at this point is the Patriots. I mean, people talk about the Chargers. Why would he want to go out to the Chargers? No offensive line, have to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Same situation if he I goes mean, to the Raiders. Uh, but, but you're going to you're gonna have to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year because of the playoffs anyway, okay. if he's in AFC. So I don't think that's the issue. To me, I think the issue is I don't know about Anthony Lynn anymore because the first year was great. Well, then, I'm not, not even they, they the don't want to pay their running back, so there's all kind of issues. Not there. even. I'm just saying any other team. I'm my uh-huh. point overall is that the best place for him to win is in New England. Oh yes. And, and yes. if I'm Tom Brady, you know you're right. I mean, obviously the the Eagles game or the Eagles game. There was a lot of things that happened there that could that could you know deter him from there. But I also look at that Eagles game and I look at that and I'm saying that might be part of the reason why he should give Belichick the benefit of the doubt. Think about this before this year. Before this year, the last time the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl, it was that Eagles game. It was that Eagles game. Mm-hmm. And what what happened after that? They gave or what happened during that game? They gave up 41 points. And Belichick said after that game, I am never gonna lose again because of my defense. He went out there, completely overhauled the defense. Mm-hmm. So why have they lost this past year? Lack of weapons, which has been a big concern for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just saying, why doesn't he wait and see? I think Belichick is good. If well, Brady, and Brady went the back there, CBA. Belichick will go get weapons for him. They're, well, I don't know because I don't know if Belichick wants them. Well, I think that, Belichick, and that is the think about it because question. because pride is the fault. I mean, pride is worse than anything. I mean, you, you go look at scripture. Uh, God hates it. He said he ate it twice. I mean, it, I mean, pride is up there, and that can be the fall of man. So that's going to be the fall of this dynasty because on one end you got Belichick saying that well, man. Brady probably gets more credit than me. And then Brady's probably saying, well, Belichick gets more credit than me. And the last time we won a Super Bowl, it was a, a low-scoring game. So that's all I'm going to – I mean, that's what I think is happening. Okay. And, and, and they were just pissed at each other, I mean. so Okay, all right. So uh, before we get out of here, I gotta, I will, we got to ask the question. I mean, what mm-hmm. if it's not the Patriots, what is the best fit for Tom Brady at this point? Patriots. <laughs> I, I, but if it's not the Patriots, so. Uh, man, I don't know because I can point out issues for a lot of teams mm-hmm. that are out there. Colts was a was a was a talk, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the Colts, as far as a pure football fit, it all depends on his brand. But the the way that I look at it, I I, I the thing I look about with Brady, I think. He's got to have the best path possible, the best situation. It's not like he's a Patrick Mahomes. He's going to go in there and put a team on his shoulders. Oh man, come on, man! You know that. You know that's the truth. At I'm this not going to say it though. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I'm not, I didn't expect you to say it, but I just I look at it, that. and it's all about division. I think he's either got to stay in the AFC East or that go to a division that gives him the best chance to win, which I think is the AFC South. So that's true. I'm looking at either as crazy as it sounds. I think either the Dolphins, the Dolphins, which is kind of an outside no. shot. I don't think he does it. But hey, you're drinking out of that Dolphins cup right now. I know, I know. Okay, man, but shout out to Doug. Sorry. But either either that or the AFC South, where you've got Indianapolis or Tennessee. I think those are the three the the three choices outside of New England that make the most sense. Okay, I'll okay. You, All have. right, and then uh, next question: If 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 Brady doesn't go back to New England, New England, who, who's New England going to be as quarterback? Stidham. Until, until and we'll probably I don't know if we'll draft someone because we're going to draft also offensive talent, uh, but I think he's going to try with Stidham and then you he's going to go sign a veteran quarterback. I think honestly, Teddy Bridgewater is that, that's a guy. Too. But there's a guy I look out that that's going to be available that I think kind of fits the Patriots mold. It's a guy that beat you in the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill. Oh man, you know, man, uh, wrap it up. It's yeah. time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> uh, I mean, now I, you're just being disrespectful. I, I agree. You know, I saw I saw the number for the is Derrick Henry's coming with him. That would, that yeah, would we nice. don't want him. But uh, you know, I saw the uh, the speculation as far as what the contract number would look like for Ryan Tannehill. You know what they've got it at right now? Hmm. They're expecting him to get like four years, one twenty-two, over thirty million dollars a year for a thirty-year-old quarterback. 
that's gonna, that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. But if you're the Titan, if you're the Titans, I mean, I think he's well, a we got to get you in the NFL, man. You got the height. We got to get you in. The NFL. <laughs> what are you six six what six four six four? Oh, you can go be a backup, man. Come on, I'll be Asian. Let's go. Let's go. Man, right I now. got two bum knees, man. Not happening. Doesn't matter. Here. You're not gonna play backup. I mean, if I could be a backup quarterback, get that salary to sit on the bench. Whew. Must be nice. Must be nice to be be a guy like Josh McCown out there, seventeen know, years man. in the league. Great. What's your height? Yeah. Six, six seven. seven. Okay, we'll just You're do great. Six, yeah. seven? We'll, oh, we'll co-manage and we'll put him back there. He'll be back up. We'll we'll split it three ways. How oh, about that? Man. All work. right. <laughs> All right. Well, Steven, hey, good to have you back on. Hey man, it's good to be back, man. You're gonna be back for a while now, right? I'm gonna try, man. These oh. No, they're not gonna try. Hey man, I got a business to run. Yeah, you and, don't pay and me enough. On the house. You only on the pay house. me on free coffee, man. I my wife no, wants more than she only drink coffee. Oh man. Well, yeah, that's all the time that we have for today. Make sure you tune in next week. We're gonna be one week closer to the MLB season. I mean, the Astros, what they've had five hit by or seven hit by pitches in five yeah. games. I'm sure and that number is gonna go up. So yeah, and then obviously one week, one week closer to the start of the NFL season, NFL draft. So make sure you tune in. Thank you so much, guys. You've been listening to Wild Card Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. Radio.